Hi, everyone. This is Michael Abernathy at The Times News. I'm the online editor, and I am here with reporter Jessica Williams, who is still working on this year-long series, The Year of the Bond, where she breaks down the $150 million proposed for ABSS and the $39.5 million proposed for Alamance Community College and explores what that money would go towards if voters passed each of those uh, bond referendums, which are going to be on the November ballot, November 6th. Yes. You published, or we published, the third part of that series this Sunday. People can find it online, but it was about $80 million of that $150 million, and which campuses that $80 million uh, would be divided up among and what projects on those campuses would be completed by that money. So, Jessica, can you talk a little bit about, let's just recap that. Sure. Yeah, so um, Southern Alamance High School would get the most at $20 million, and then Western Alamance High School would get about $12 million. Eastern Alamance would get about $11 million. Cummings, about $11 million. Um, South Mebane Elementary School would get about $8 million. Graham, about $8 million. Pleasant Grove Elementary School, about $6 million. And then Williams High School would get about $5 million. Um, and I saw some people on Facebook kind of getting a little upset about the fact that Southern is getting what seems like a lot more than the other schools at $20 million. And I wanted to kind of explain why that is. It's because Southern is the most overcrowded high school. So the campus was built for about 1,100 students. And right now they have, I think, over 1,500, a little bit over. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more students at that school than what it was built for. And that's kind of eroded things over time. And part of how they would fix that is that they would demolish two buildings and then rebuild them with an additional six classrooms, five science labs, and then three resource rooms. And then they'd also have to expand the cafeteria. So it's all of that work, and especially the demolition is what Mm -hmm. Todd Thorpe said, um, that's causing that price to go way up. Right. And that's why you chose to focus on Southern Alamance um, over the other schools, because so much more work has to be done there. Yeah, right. And you can kind of see, too, um, more clearly how the overcrowding has affected it over the years. Like we were looking at the canopy system, and it's like the beams that are holding it up have big chunks out of them. And they've tried to expand the sidewalk over the years with like the, this kind of like brown cobblestone kind of deal off to the side. And all of that is really eroded from like where students have walked. So it's kind of like patchwork has been done, and you can see where it's they've done it to kind of do a temporary fix, right. but they're in need of a, a more permanent fix. Mm-hmm. So they've been using Band-Aids and now they need surgery. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, and so we should kind of go back. You took a tour mm-hmm. of Southern with uh, Todd Thorpe. Uh, and tell me Todd Thorpe's title again. He's the Assistant Superintendent for Operations, and I could say that in my sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you took a tour of that campus with him. Yeah. Did anything on that tour surprise you? I know you've been sitting in these meetings all year and you you hear about things at the campus anyway. No, I wouldn't say anything surprised me only because I've been on a tour of Southern before. I did an article, I can't remember how many months ago, but it was called No Room to Grow. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was all about the overcrowding at Southern. So I had been on a tour of the school before. Some things that I think might surprise other people are that the most of the bathrooms have all of the original fixtures and tile from the 1960s when the school was built and they definitely look it. Yeah. You're like traveling back in time when you go into those bathrooms. And for people, I'm, I'm not that old yet, but <laughs> I've, I'm 37 
And for people my age, you hear, oh, 1960s fixtures. Well, I was in public schools in 1985, and so there were 1960s fixtures. But I have to remind myself, no, that's really old now. Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's another 30, 35 years that those, yeah. those uh, sinks and tiles and everything have been stepped on and messed with by hundreds of kids a day. And they're actually required to have a certain number of, they're called waterheads, but it's it's pretty much toilets. They're required to have a certain number of toilets per number of students, and that number is not being met at Southern. So way too many students are using these bathrooms than is supposed to, which is contributing to the cleanliness factor that I think a lot of people have brought up. Yeah, The bathrooms are getting really dirty because there's more people using them than is supposed to. So that's obviously going to affect the cleanliness. Yeah. Uh, what, what other? What are some other common things? I mean, bathrooms are being fixed at a lot of those schools that you listed in the story. Yeah, pro- bathrooms are a big problem at pretty much all of the schools. Uh, they just haven't been updated in so long. Yeah, and the problem is that um, installing new toilets is really expensive, and um, creating more bathrooms is really expensive, and it's a lot of underground work that people aren't going to see. Yeah. Um, so it's just this huge expense that... <laughs> People don't really realize how expensive it is. And that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask you, because we had talked a little bit some time ago about all the things that money is going to go towards that people are not going to see. Right. Yeah. Um, and so what what are some of those projects? So Todd Thorpe often talks about like HVAC type mm-hmm. of things and upgrading utilities and things like that that just make the school more efficient, but you don't necessarily see it. I mean, is electrical work being done? I think at least Pleasant Grove Elementary, you listed. Yeah, yeah. And also things that they've deferred maintenance on, like boilers and chillers and things I've heard him talk about before. They're having to replace on an emergency basis now because all of a sudden they're breaking and then they need one immediately. So I don't know how much of the bond money would go to things like that, mm-hmm. but I can imagine probably at least some of it for each of the schools. I was surprised. I think it was Western where they were going to take out the lockers. Are they doing that at other campuses? Yeah. So I actually asked him about that when we were touring Southern because the lockers do take up a good deal of space in the hallways Mm -hmm. and they're all empty because modern students don't use lockers. A lot of their textbooks are online now and they also just don't have time to get through all of the crowds and then also stop off at their locker and then go to class. They'd be like 20 minutes late for class. (laughs) So they're just carrying all of their books with them in their backpacks. Mm -hmm. So the lockers are just taking up space, and that's probably going to be a big project. But the problem is it's a really expensive project because the lockers are sitting on this like cement slab, like a bump-out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So they have to take the lockers out, then they have to ground that slab out of the floor, and then they have to finish the wall behind the lockers, which is typically not finished. So there's a lot of cosmetic work that has to be done after they're taken out. Right. Other things that I saw, flooring and ceilings, were a lot of. Yeah, at Southern, they're having um, problems with the tile right now because it's coming up out of the floor and tripping kids. And Mm -hmm. when I toured uh, the school a couple months ago, when I did that other article I was talking about, I actually stepped on part of the tile and you could bounce on it because it was coming out of the floor so much. One thing I didn't see mentioned specifically, but surely the schools are going to fix whether the bond passes or not is the black mold issue at Cummings. And I know there was some like moisture control HVAC. That um, sounds right. That was talked about in the plan. But with auditorium work, are they going to address the black mold issue? Yeah, they'll have to. Yeah. 
because um, that's been if if you weren't at that county commissioner budget <laughs> hearing uh, where Patsy Simpson stood up and pointed like ever and told everybody in that auditorium to go and and look at the uh, it wasn't the band room I think it was the dance room or something like that yeah. that they could not use all year it was taped off with caution tape um, but the auditorium itself so all the band students and the band teacher are in that building breathing that black mold because it's circulating through the building through the HVAC. That's what, that's why I'm bringing that up. It just, it was, I think it was shocking for, for some people. Yeah. And I wonder too, if that was strategic to have that county commissioner's meeting at Cummings. <laughs> oh, do you, uh, do you think it was? Cause I didn't get that feeling at all. Really? As soon as I saw that it was going to be there, I was like, they probably planned that. Well, you know this and you know them uh, and you know the issues better than I do. So. I don't know. That's just this isn't this isn't a conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> it's just okay, right? Well, either way, it made for good politics, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was some political theater. And Cummings is they want to turn Cummings into an academy of the arts. Obviously, they're going to need upgraded facilities, especially the auditorium, for that to happen. So yeah. that would be the big thing that they fixed at Cummings. The I think the one campus, well, we haven't really talked about Eastern, and we haven't talked about Williams. I know that Williams will get a little bit of work done on its auditorium as well. Yeah, Williams is getting the least amount. They're getting about $5 million, and it's mostly to work on the auditorium seating. So that would be taken out and replaced. I don't know what it would be replaced with. I haven't talked to him about that, yeah. like what kind of seating, but I guess just getting a general upgrade. Yeah. What about at Eastern? What are they looking at? They have the same kind of covered walkways. They're a Florida-style campus. Yeah, I think uh, it's Eastern, Southern, Western, and Graham all have Florida-style campuses. Uh, it seemed like they wanted to replace a lot of the canopies at Eastern Yeah, um, as well. And they want it so that the there aren't beams right there in the center of it. Right. Especially at Graham. Every time I have to walk to the science wing of Graham, it's so annoying to have to go around those center beams in the middle of the sidewalk. It would be so much easier if the beams were just to the sides right. of the sidewalk and you'd have that whole space clear. So I can't imagine how annoying it is for students. So let's go back and review uh, just really quickly the first two articles that you did in this series. Started in March the first one was about... It was kind of explaining the inequity of the schools, which is something that the Board of Education is trying to address through redistricting. So I was kind of laying out what uh, motivated them to redistrict. Mm -hmm. And it centered on performance grades, which kind of perpetuate this inequity by... Uh, people who are moving to Alamance County are looking at these performance grades. They see a school with an F grade. They don't want to move there. Therefore, you have kind of the more resources moving into the schools that already have A's and B's, and it creates a separated county where you've got um, the poorer students are going to all of these DNF schools mm -hmm. because all of the resources are moving into these other schools that have A's and B's, and that perpetuates the performance grades. It's hard to, it's hard to explain, but... Um, but if you read the piece, it's yeah. explained really well, and it, it, it is interesting to look at a map and look at the the school grades and yeah. and really think about what are the issues behind it. And then the the second uh, piece in the series that you did. It was about how, how <laughs> the uh, bond will address the inequity that I laid out in the first piece. So part of it was about redistricting. And then the second half of it was about the 
programmatic changes that would be made at Graham and Cummings, which they've already pretty much started at Graham. So because of a grant that they got from the Golden Leaf Foundation, they mm-hmm. were able to get a lot of new science equipment, and it's completely revolutionized the science department. So I talked to one of the teachers there and then also the STEM coordinator, and they would be able to expand that even further if the bond passed. And when when you say revolutionized it, I was fortunate enough to get to go sit in on the interview with you and and record it and we put it put that audio here but um they have all new equipment they have better equipment and more equipment than they had before yeah they've Um, got these brand new labs and they've got this outdoor space which i don't know if it was finished when you came but mm -hmm. i went um after that article ran and they had finished it with this really beautiful mural so that's all really nice yeah and it's basically just you know giving the teachers and students the equipment they deserved all along I mean, it would be it would be uh, incredible if every school had that kind of lab. Yeah. Because it ma- it made me want to go back and do high school science again. Right. Yeah. And and talking to them, you could see how enthusiastic they were to be able to teach with that. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's much more exciting to teach a lab when you've actually got equipment in front of you that you can do a hands-on experience experiment with, um, rather than just having the kids sit there and watch a video of somebody else doing the experiment. Right. Uh, if if you're my age, you remember Mr. Wizard. Um, I did not have the pleasure of knowing Mr. Wizard. Uh, as it a was kid. like it was uh, Mr. Rogers, but science. <laughs> we but, had Bill Nye. No, you know, screw Bill Nye. <laughs> He's no Mr. Wizard. I'll tell you that much. We also had eyewitness videos, which we just all loved the intro for with the music, with the bird flying through the museum. Yeah, no, I don't know any of that. We're of different generations. We definitely are. <laughs> anyway, moving from Graham to Cummings, Cummings is going to be an arts school. Yeah. What kind of, I mean, performance, visual, what kind of arts? is it? Do you know? Have they narrowed that down? I don't think they've gotten really specific about it. I, I know that they've mentioned dance and visual arts and theater before, but I think they're waiting for the bond to pass before they actually lay out a, a whole plan for it. As far as what the bond money would go to, in terms of curriculum there, it literally just says it would go towards the art curriculum. It doesn't say anything specific. Let's go on to some of the frequently asked questions that you get. Sure. Um, and the one that pops up every time, yeah. uh, it seems like that we write about the bond or school funding at all. And I say we, I mean you write about it. It's people asking, well, what about the lottery? Where is all the lottery money going? Yeah. So when the lottery was first... When it first started in North Carolina, because they fought it for a really long time. I think it came to North Carolina in, what, 2005? Yes. Yeah. Um, So when it first started, it was called the North Carolina Education Lottery because part of the funding was supposed to, or actually all of it, right? Most of it. Yeah, most of it. It was never going to be all of it because you have to take enough money to run it. And then it was already going to go, there were a couple little pieces carved out already. But it was something like 40 to 60% of it. Right. At least. Was supposed to go to education. And they had this formula where I can't remember exactly how much, but the majority of the funding in this formula was supposed to go towards capital improvement for the schools. Mm -hmm. I think it was termed school construction at the time. And somewhere along the way, they changed the formula so that the majority of the money was not going to school construction, but was instead supplanting things that the General Assembly had uh, provided money for before out of the state budget. If I'm correct, or if I'm incorrect, please correct me. But I think that was exacerbated by a number of things. But certainly in the recession, yeah, right. The recession was definitely part of it. 
So. But and then just and then just politics in general. Yeah, I mean, basically, they were like, "Look, we've got this extra money from the lottery. Why don't we just use that as part of our regular budget instead of it actually being extra money like it was supposed to be for the schools?" Yeah. And so now, um, ABSS gets about a million dollars a year for just school construction from the lottery. Which sounds like a lot, but you were saying a few minutes ago. That a million dollars would pay to paint about six schools. Uh, and then a few years ago, the uh, the walkway at Turrentine. So let's forget about painting. But ha- how much did that walkway repair cost yeah, just, or the canopy repair or something? Just the walkway alone cost half a million dollars. Yeah. That million dollars um, gets spent quickly. Yeah. And easily. Even if that million dollars only went to maintenance and repairs for one school, it probably still wouldn't be enough to get everything done that they need done. And putting a new roof on a school, I think, for like an elementary school costs two million. Speaking of the elementary schools, sorry, jumping back into your package uh, this weekend, two elementary schools are were added to the high schools, South Mebane Elementary and uh, Pleasant Grove yeah. Elementary. Why were they uh, singled out? South Mebane is the most overcrowded elementary school, so like... Uh, South uh, Southern Alamance is the most overcrowded high school. South Mebane is the version of that for elementary schools. So they decided to work on expanding that because Mebane is growing so much. Mm-hmm. I'm covering a Mebane City Council meeting tonight, and they're talking about more growth. It seems like every time I go there, they're approving another development. So another another 500 homes every every two weeks. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, that that whole side of the county is growing rapidly. Mm-hmm. What about Pleasant Grove? Pleasant Grove, they actually talked about maybe tearing it down and just building a new elementary school, but that was too expensive. So instead, they're going to do renovations because that school is the elementary school that needs the most. I think it's like in really bad shape. Okay. The photos that the the school system provided, you know, they show that sort of patchwork electrical panel. Yeah. uh, It seems like there were about eight different yeah. electrical panels that look like they were put in over over a period of 30 years or something. So, what are what are some other frequently what are some other frequently asked questions that you get? I'm trying to think. The lottery is definitely the biggest one, and it's not so much a question as it is just a Facebook complaint. <laughs> like where is all this lottery money right. going? It's, it's okay. So, it's it's a question, but it's kind of a a, a blame. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of it is just kind of blaming the school system saying that it's their own fault that they didn't keep up the schools when they should have. Mm -hmm. But if you look at what happened during the recession and the amount of money that the county has provided over the years, there's not really much that they could do, at least in the last decade. I don't know about before that. So um, in the article that ran this past Sunday, I I toured Southern Alamance High School because I wanted to show people specifically what the bond would do for one school. And not make the centerpiece, you know, take up the entire paper by going to, into specifics about all of the eight schools. So anyway, at Southern, one of the big problems that we've already talked about is lack of travel space, which would be remedied by changing the canopy system. And there's actually a video with the centerpiece showing what the canopy system would look like after they fixed it with the bond money, because the front entrance of Southern, they've already done it. Mm-hmm. So they they're going to take out... Um, the entire canopy and those giant ugly beams in the middle of the sidewalk. 
and install a much cleaner, nicer canopy system with beams on the sides. And then that'll open up the whole sidewalk and maybe there won't be as many traffic jams with the students. The bond would be kind of like a two-part approach at, at fixing Southern's issues because if the bond passes, obviously the new high school will be built as well. So some of the students at Southern would be redistricted to that new high school. So there would be less students there and also more space. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to create room to grow, basically, because Graham is growing kind of like Mebane. That entire kind of eastern portion of the county is growing. Yeah. The new high school would take mostly students from the southern and eastern yeah. uh, uh, districts. Yeah, they're looking at building it between southern and eastern Yeah, because eastern is the second most overcrowded school. So with the lack of travel space, they also have a lack of classrooms. So they've got teachers that don't actually have their own designated classroom. Mm -hmm. And they're just constantly moving from room to room throughout the day. And that's because in your article you mentioned, I thought that was interesting. A bathroom has to be within a a certain distance to to a mobile, to a trailer classroom. Yeah. So some people are like, well, why can't you just add a bunch of trailers? But a mobile unit is what they're called. Um, has to be within 200 feet of a restroom. And with the way that Southern is laid out, you wouldn't be able to do that unless you like stuck a trailer in the middle of the sidewalk or in the middle of the senior circle, which is not doable. Yeah. So they only have one trailer. Um, the only way that they're going to actually have classrooms for teachers is if they demolish those two buildings and then build bigger buildings. And then on top of that, they've got really crowded lunches. They have four lunches going right now at 25 minutes apiece, which is not very long to stand in line with all those students and get your food and then sit down and eat. You probably have like 15 or 10 minutes to eat by the time it's all said and done. And it's also causing the cafeteria workers to have to rush to get things set up for the next lunch. They don't really have a, a chill period where they can just kind of take a breath and then get ready for the next batch of students. So ideally, they would have two 45-minute lunches. Wow. Yeah. A 45-minute lunch. Yeah. I can't remember how long my lunch was in high school, but I think we had three lunches, so it was probably 30 minutes. I went to a really overcrowded high school, only having 15 minutes to eat and just sort of taking a taking a greasy bag of fries <laughs> and literally and just shoving it shoving it down my throat yeah. and uh, uh and hoping that I didn't beak it all up right in uh, in fourth block even when you stand in that cafeteria when it's empty it feels crowded because there's so many seats mm-hmm. like they've had to organize it in a way where there's like these almost like a lunch counter type of deals with a bunch of stools and there's like probably like 30 stools going down the row Mm -hmm. and then past that you've got table 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 and there's like barely any space between them so i can't imagine what it's like when there's like 400 students in there trying to get their lunches and then sit down yeah no thanks yeah all right well thank you jessica yeah thank you and thanks everybody for listening again you can find all these stories at thetimesnews.com if you search on our website year of the bond you should be able to find all three of these stories and within those stories there are internal links uh, that will lead you to each of the pieces we've got videos we've got audio uh, like this explaining stuff audio with todd thorpe we've got um charts and maps and uh, graphics and things that you can dig into a little bit. The goal of this whole series is to make sure people are informed one way or the other. If you vote against it, you know why you're voting against it. Or if you're voting for it, 
you know what you're getting. That's that's what we want. We want people to know what they're getting um, and walk into the ballot box educated and well-informed. So thank you, Jessica, and thanks for all your work. Yeah, thank you.